Want to win in small business? Don't seek the spotlight. Instead, become unimportant. This probably sounds like crazy advice, but hear me out here. So embracing insignificance in the eyes of your customer might sound counterintuitive, but it could be your ticket to long-term success. If I had have come across this advice earlier, I would have grown my business way more than I did. I would have targeted a different market right from the start with a different offer and made a lot more money. Reflecting back on those days building a content agency in my last business, not fully understanding this concept 100% limited my growth. It's actually a big reason behind my next small business move, which by the way, I started this week and I'll be revealing more about that in this episode. So get ready for the most unexpected yet surprisingly effective business advice that you're likely to hear this week. Become unimportant to your customers. I'm your host, Jake Richards. Welcome back to another episode of the Salary to CEO podcast, the show that helps you go from nine to five into small business ownership. So let's get into the episode. All right, guys, like I said, I just started in a new business this week. It's super exciting. The business is already established and firing. But before I get into that, let me take you back to my last business. So for the regular listeners on here, you'll know that I spent the past four years living in France. And during this time, I kept the European travel party going by teaching myself how to video edit and selling it as a service. At least that's how it started. At first, I was a one-man show. I was working with top content creator clients with millions of combined subscribers across platforms. It was awesome. I worked side by side with some straight up killers from my laptop in pretty much a different country every couple of months. But the one man show was never where I wanted to be long term. So I built a remote team and launched an agency specifically targeting my favorite kind of clients, podcasters. I just love being able to work on the long form content in the areas that interested me most. So that was sports, business, music, amongst a bunch of other categories. And what's more, they were recurring customers, which made for stable cash flow. I could count on them. Think about it. Once you start a podcast, the only time you really stop is if you quit. Otherwise, it's every week, which meant that it was just a pipeline of consistent work, which is a really good quality to have in your main target market. And my business was deeply bedded into their operating rhythm too. So I became a key part of their production setup, making switching costs very high, especially because I delivered an exceptional service, if I say so myself. So you've got these two elements about the target market, which make it really good. But there was just one problem. Most podcasters don't make a lot of money from their podcasts alone, if any at all. In fact, most of the time, it's a means to an end. The podcast game is really about building the relationship with your audience. Sure, making some money on sponsorships as you grow to a certain size, but then really monetizing on the back end through other avenues, like your own products or services, for example. So you look at something like Prime Energy Drink, for example, that's a creator-led audience-first business where the products and services are where the money's really made on the back end. So here's the truth. There is a lot to the content game, to the podcast game. It's a grind and the payoffs are long term. In the interim, I had my team mixing audio, script writing, audio editing, video editing, conducting SEO, designing thumbnails, so many activities on a daily basis. And to be clear, I had some of the best of the best clients. They were the top 1% earners in the content game. But even with that, this market was minuscule, making growing any sizable client base pretty difficult. And the amount of dollars that the podcast itself was generating, i.e. what I was building my service around, wasn't a lot in the grand scheme of all their revenue streams. So as a result, my services made up a sizable chunk of their podcast budget, meaning I consistently ran up against a limit, right? I was already charging a large percentage of what their podcast was generating. So how much more value could I offer, hence receive in return? And I found out it wasn't that much. But then I read the Harvard Business Review Guide to buying a small business and it all clicked. There I learned that the sweet spot 
offering important products and services that are needed and valuable, but, and this is where it gets really important, make up an insignificant part of your customer's budget, literally become unimportant. But why? A, they can afford you. Like I said, I had some tier one clients that could, but there wasn't a lot of others around to close and onboard, ultimately limiting the size of the business. But B, because when they look to cut costs, your client I'm speaking about here, you fly under the radar. You're literally too little to care about. You are unimportant from a budget perspective, that is. And because of that, you are around for the long term. Think about all those 5 to $20 monthly subscriptions you haven't got around to canceling. They're too little to do anything about. They slip your mind. And as a result, you keep them around, i.e. you keep doing business with them. Now, when you have clients and you're selling them a product or service, which is making up a small percentage of their budget, you're exactly like those subscriptions that you never get around to canceling. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't want to be completely insignificant. You still want to deliver a memorable customer experience. But when it comes to your customer's budget, the more insignificant you are, the better. And there's really two paths to achieve this. Path one, be mega cheap and play the volume game. In this situation, you're inexpensive to literally everyone. Think of a company like Walmart, who's only making 3% margins, but they're selling a shitload. Or then there's path two. Now, as Hermosi would say, solve rich people problems. They pay better. I would add to this that there's a whole other layer above rich people, and that's big businesses and even government agencies, which are even larger. Now, this brings me to the business that I've just stepped into, which is commercial construction and facilities maintenance. I didn't want to make the same mistake of thinking too small when it came to picking a target client. Whereas before I was selling to individual people, now I'm selling to big institutions and agencies. Their budgets are quite literally universes apart from my previous business. And as a result, their idea of what cheap is, is totally different too. So now I can still offer an inexpensive service to them and be quote unquote unimportant to stick around for the long haul, but partake in a much bigger personal financial opportunity for me. So I'm only four days into this and I'll keep you guys updated as things progress in the business. And as I mentioned in episode six of this podcast, I'm stepping into this business as an employee first. I'm earning my stripe. My goal is to actually run the incubation pathway into small business ownership. And this was an idea I got from $450 million entrepreneur, Patrick Bet David, when he said that everyone he knows who's one at the highest level has run this playbook. And if you want a full breakdown of how you can apply it for yourself and you want to learn a bit more about it, you can check out episode six of this podcast. It was detailed, packed with a ton of strategies to help you on this incubation pathway. So like I said, I'll keep you updated as the business progresses, as I learn more about it, and as I've got more lessons to share with you all. That wraps up today's episode, guys, where we broke down the counterintuitive strategy of becoming unimportant to your customers. Here's a quick summary of everything we discussed. So number one, shifting your business model to offer valuable yet budget insignificant products and services can set you up for lasting relationships with your customers. It's about finding that sweet spot, right? Where you're essential, but you're not a major financial concern. Number two, there are two core strategies to achieve this. Targeting a high volume of customers with low-cost products and services or solving niche, high-value problems for wealthy clients or large organizations. Remember, it's not just about being known. It's about being smartly integrated into your customers' lives and budgets in a way that makes you indispensable, yet subtly so. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Salaried CEO podcast. If today's episode sparked a new thought or helped you see your small business journey in a new light, I'd be forever grateful if you could share this with just one friend or colleague. It's a small gesture that can make a massive impact on the show and it'll help to get more awesome guests around. Perfect example was this morning. I had a great chat with a guy called Chandler Reed. 
He runs a small business buying cohort called SM Bootcamp, where he teaches his students how to acquire a business the right way within six to 12 months. And he's actually done that himself before going out and teaching, of course. Now, that episode will be coming out shortly, and it outlines all the best practices to make your first small business acquisition. And the way that Chandler initially reached out to me was because someone shared the show on Twitter. So you guys out there, I'm so grateful. What you're doing by sharing the show is making a massive difference each time and helping to get these top caliber guests on the show. Next Tuesday, we've got another top interview coming your way. But until then, keep executing and get after it.